Stand by for the latest episode of the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Bravo and Alpha, two lifelong friends that swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Stand by for broadcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Signal 50 Podcast. It is Sunday night, the 26th of November, 2023, and Bravo and I are just having a conversation. Welcome, everyone. Let's get into it, shall we? That's oh, it. and by the way, you almost let me forget, we are the two friends that love to talk about the hard truth about today's current events. Please share and subscribe. And also, if you could, subscribe with your favorite podcast vendor. So wherever you get us, just subscribe and give us five stars if you can, because we need to know how we're doing. So anyway, we're in the middle of this conversation. I don't know who's getting heated. We never get heated. We just get no. into these these rabbit holes, and that's what we're going to start doing. So we were talking about where this country is going, and it uh, seems that it's going down, my friend. Like, I, quickly. Well, look, Bravo, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look around and just see you know, listen, there's there's a lot of people out there that you and I, there, there are a lot of podcasts out there, they talk about similar things. But in, in the everyday life that I lead and you lead, you know, look, I can see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. I can see it everywhere. And and these these issues that, you know, everyone says, oh, it's is it bad enough? Is it this, that? Is the crime bad enough? Is the economy bad enough? Is this bad enough? Yeah, it's getting there. Well, you know, every time I, I hear that question, I was I want to I want to ask, is it bad enough yet? And well, why don't you think it's bad enough? Because I think it's bad enough already. We see it every day in what we do. But uh, you know, people people I, I, have denial, I guess, and it's not a I, river in the in Egypt. I don't understand how people can and can. I, I just don't get it, Bravo. I don't I don't understand how people could really want this kind of. Stuff going on around them. The crime rate is, it's it's astronomical. It just keeps going. I mean, it, yeah, it just it doesn't stop. Well, I again, if you we were talking about this earlier, if you look at the norm, we talked about this last show where where everyone is in terms of they're used to it, or this is just the way it's going to be, or the new normal. I hate those terms. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. The, the new normal. Oh yeah. Is yeah. is an excuse. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, it it's nothing that makes any sense to me because I'm not happy with the way things are going, and we continue to to be. I think I think I don't know if I mentioned this the last last show that we talked about the dog that got unfortunately shocked. It was an experiment. Uh, it's like a tortured dog, and eventually everyone just gets beaten to the point where we just take it. And it just doesn't have to be an experiment where they shock a dog and and then they this they'll they'll show the the place where the, you won't get the dog won't get shocked or hurt, but the dog just sits there lays down and takes it and that's the end of it. Right? And, so and if you think, it's called conditioning. That's right. right? It's, it's conditioning. This is and when things are as bad and and things that we would just not imagine would be allowed in, in our lives or, or from our parents, for that matter, or our families, 
there's a lot of people out there that that do feel that it's okay to be acting in such a way and that's no. the new normal and i i don't you know i think you and i agree that that's crap but that's that to me is 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 the way things are going and it's 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 terrible because i want my old country back i want the way well, things I, were i just want people to stop talking out of both sides of their mouth hmm. okay hey, what you, you know, mean got, what you're saying well right you know we have we have big problems uh in in the republican party or with so-called conservatives right mm-hmm. uh but on the on the on the other side of the aisle you know they preach about diversity equity and inclusion and all of these you know abstract um academic terms mm. right that that they try to shoehorn the world into and they've got people convinced that's the way to go when in reality their policies for equity and all of these other things they're killing the very communities that they purport to care the most about mm-hmm. purposeful Look destruction at, right I mean, well like they're 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 destroying their own people with their with their policies you know, look at the revolving look, the, the biggest threat and the biggest problem that, that you and I and everybody that might be listening to this face every day is the danger when you leave your door. And that problem is just not gonna go away. Some serious, serious people need to fix the problem. And we have some very unserious people that have created the problem. What do you think? I agree. Uh, it's not. And until people start to believe that things can get better, will they get better? Right. I mean, it's. Well, it, I think people know it can get better. Right. I mean, they have to this believe is it, as bad as that. Well, this is as bad as it's gotten. Right. Right. I mean, between the economy, inflation, you know, the news droning on, a president in the White House that does not take any responsibility whatsoever for what's going on. It's just, it, it's bad news after bad news after bad news. And to me, it just seems like conditioning to the point where they want us to get used to it. And until, until enough people say enough's enough, which we're starting to see signs of. I, I mean, I, uh, yeah. I, I think, I think it all is not lost, but you, you, we still have a long way to go. So. Well, let's let's take a look here. Let's let's mm-hmm. look at some of the issues that really that are really uh, talk about issues, right? Mm-hmm. Crime. Right? We we covered that. Right. You know, we um, always do every week. It seems. <laughs> you know, the crime. Yep. Economy. It's 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 skyrocketing. Yep. Uh, the economy. Let's talk about that. All right. So let's. What are we What are we seeing now? We're seeing. Interest rates are up. Oh, yes. Borrowing a house or buying a house, forget it. More people are forced into renting because they can't afford the down payment. Because interest rates are elevated to now 7.5%, 7% if you got a good credit rating. I'm like exceptional. Yes. Uh, you will 760 or above, yeah. So I believe wholeheartedly that... We've seen this before, but they, they tweaked it. They, meaning the, the manipulators and the deep state and the, the rhinos and the control freaks. and So that's when I mean they. That, let's define what they means. Back in 1978, 79, during the 
Carter administration when there were gas lines and, and you couldn't get your gas your car filled up unless you odd even days or your plate was odd or even. Um, it, there was there was a there was a gas shortage or a fuel shortage. Again, we can produce our own oil. We could do we, we were doing it back then, but that that seems to have changed over the years till today when the refineries are being shut down. There are no new refineries being put up. They shut down the oil ability to drill, and which can be done a lot safer than it was before. Yeah. So, so today they did it. They've enhanced a lot of bad things that happened back in the seventy late seventies and early eighties when President Reagan took over. Interest rates we talked about earlier. Interest rates are are higher, and the price of the houses are ridiculously high. It was almost it was an incentive to bu- to sell your house before the prices caught up to it. And there was a little bit of time, I would say, probably 20, right before the pandemic, or the, excuse me, the lockdowns. That's when it was a time to sell your house. And you could still buy a house relatively, you know, with cheap cheap money. You can borrow cheap money. Nowadays, well, forget it. I mean, the well, housing prices are too high and the interest rates are too high. What do you think? Well, what, what really scares me is, You've got a lot of builders out there. I see a lot of building and developing because the property values were very high when these projects were planned, right? Mm -hmm. And they factored in the cost of materials that were at a high rate, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, several months ago when all of these uh, homes are being built. They're building everywhere. Everywhere where there is a free patch of land here, they're building on. Mm -hmm. You know what I don't see? What's that? any construction happening during the workday week. Mm. So what I think is happening is what happened in 2008. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Obama was in office. The interest rates were starting to creep just a little bit. I think they were artificially held down, though, if you you look at it again. But now the interest rates have no choice to go up because we're printing more money than we were before. And you have... Interest rates uh, were artificially kept down. That's how you can have higher prices for houses, but people borrow the money at two percent. That's right, right? So that makes well, right. that makes sense, right? Well, right. And and what we're seeing is we're seeing instead of the interest rates being artificially held down, they're <laughs> they're probably lower than they should be, considering mm. the amount of trouble that we're in, right? Financially, right. so right. it's just it's absurdity to me. Well, just dropped my pen. Sorry. Um, That's all right. So i I was just writing down some notes as you we were talking. So, what are, what's changed from the late seventies to early eighties? You know, my my dad bought a house. The interest rates were fifteen, sixteen percent, something like that. Yes. But the, but the yes. house cost seventy thousand, brand new. Right, but back then, you know, inflation wasn't what it was then. Right. So now, this these are the factors I think have have occurred. You mentioned the builders; they bought all kinds of materials at super high prices. Yes, because the lockdowns led to supply chain disruptions. Purposely led to those kind of things. Uh, then you had. The 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 interruptions, the interest, 
Well, yeah, well, and, and the interruptions in the in those supply chains, and then the interest rates have gone up because of the amount of money that's being printed, and you have people that like want to sell these houses at higher prices, but no one can afford them. So well, that's the, where the, the crash is going to come. Right. The thing about it is, is these builders are in over their heads. Okay. And they've got nobody that that that's going to be able to buy the houses. Period. So they're going to hold on. How long are they going to hold on to these houses that have been built? I went through a new neighborhood the other day. There's four houses that they built on spec, and they're all for sale, and they haven't moved in the last six months. How much longer? How, how longer? How long can they hold on to it? I don't know until they're bankrupt yeah. or the bank takes them. Do you think that these builders have built with their own money, or do you think they went out and they borrowed the money? I'm sure they borrowed. Yeah. I'm sure they borrowed the money too. Okay, mm-hmm. so what's going to wind up happening? You're going to have a fire sale here in the next uh, eighteen months. Mm. It's going to be it's going to be a fire sale. Right. They're going to drive the price of real estate down. These big conglomerates are going to come in. They're going to buy it all up because the interest rates aren't going to come down, and your average consumer can't do that. This is exactly what they wanted. So here's something. So I was talking, I was speaking with uh, a friend of mine who's in, who's in, who's an accountant and also does uh, audits for companies. And we were talking about crypto versus the stock market. And he didn't, first of all, he didn't really understand the crypto stuff. I don't think I understand the crypto stuff all that much, but he, the reason why I couldn't understand the crypto stuff was because it was so abstract and, you know, it's like physics to me. But he also put, he said that the market, he felt the market was going to stay strong for the next 18 months, which I don't know how it will, but you do have some manipulating large companies like BlackRock and other investment places that are buying up all this stuff right in the housing market and other commodities and that's how they're keeping the market what i would uh, i consider artificially high you know they're they're they don't want to and then all of our 401ks and everything are mixed into all this oh yeah yeah well yeah we we talked about this a long Mm -hmm. time ago and your best bet was to move your money into something safe and secured for a Mm -hmm. while uh, especially I moved my stuff out of the market the the minute that Biden took office mm-hmm. that was uh that got moved into money market yeah so, and but the finan- all the traditional financial planners and everyone are still pushing for people to keep their money in the market i think i think t bills well, because t- well because if if you everybody pulls their money out of the market at the same time mm-hmm. it could be considered a run and it's going to drop the market uh by by billions and billions of dollars mm mm-hmm. mhm you know, it's a bank run is what it is. And and I'm afraid that that's probably likely going to happen anyways, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different now. Again, we don't use a majority. A majority of Americans do not, do not use checks and mail anymore for bill pay. Some people, I mean, some of my, well, some of the elderly. carries cash anymore. Right. No one carries cash. Now, the elderly, the ones <laughs> that have been around a long time, 80s, 90s, they they pay everything by check and mail and and some of the some of the things that they were that I've when I talk with them 
they say, I can't believe, you know, like I, this computer stuff makes me nervous. I, I'm so used to writing yeah. a check, you know. <laughs> They're probably smart. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're seeing this, quote, new normal. That's what, that's what is being characterized here by the new normal. So, and I still believe, looking at the way things are going right now, there's, there's too, there was too many things taken out of that inflation calculation gasoline, food prices, all those things are not included in an in inflation number. Well, I got number, I got news for you, my friend. People are really, people are really getting hurt right now in this economy. Yep. People are getting hurt. There, there are real consequences to the games that are being played in Washington, D.C. Mm. And in your state house near you, you know, mm-hmm. uh, first and foremost is, is, you know, we, we want to talk about some issues, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, to transition here. The first and foremost is, this immigration problem that uh, has been created for us by the Obama administration, or not yeah. the, well, yeah, well, the yeah. third Obama administration. Right, right. I mean, they sit there and they want to play little word games and they just want to point fingers at each other and play the blame game. Well, they did it. And well, when they did this, they put kids in cages and all of this other bullshit mm-hmm. and they got what they wanted and they manipulated everybody. And look where we're at. Mm-hmm. Now we don't have a border. We have no immigration policy. I'm telling you, I can see illegals everywhere here. Yep. You think these people aren't aren't consuming? Look, if you want to claim asylum and you go through the process the right way, I have no issues. Right. If you want to immigrate to the United States and you want to come the right way, I have no issues. What I have an issue is less with the person coming across and more with my own government that seems to be breaking its own rules that I have to live by. Mm. Right? That's correct. I agree. Yeah. So our own government has created a a taxpayer burden to the tune of how many billions of dollars or even trillions at this point. Mm-hmm. Do we have that kind of money to throw around? Well, if you keep printing it, sure you do. Why not? Yeah, I mean that's right. That's the that's that's been the answer by this administration was is to just keep printing it. Go ahead, keep printing it. Who cares? We got more. We got more where that came from. If they ever make things electronic and they get away from like printing cash, we're all in trouble because they can start taking money out of your account, freezing accounts. All kinds of stuff. So that's that's well, what, that's what part makes. They can just knows. create money with the with the touch of a few keys, right? Well, that's what they're doing. Right? It's a little bit harder because they got to print it. But yeah. Well, yeah. this is all bad news. Yeah, um, it's all bad news. This immigration challenge that we're having here in in this country. Uh, you live in the state of New York. You're going to get hit. You're going to get hurt bad by what's happening in New York City. There, mm-hmm. there's no way around it at this point. Nope. And, and the governor, and, and they're starting to come to their senses. However, they, they, I think it's just too late. Mm. And, and you, see, you see some of the interviews with some of these people, some of the immigrants or, or migrants or whatever they're calling. I'll just call them illegals. They're that, illegals. That they're are, not migrants. They're illegal. They're, yeah, they're Aliens. Illegal. Right, illegals. So our government brings these people across. Fine, great, mm-hmm, perfect. Just what the world needs, right? Uh, more miles to feed that we can't, we can't handle that. Um, drops them in these cities, and and you, a lot of people. I've seen some interviews with these people. These people are not here to want to work. Nope. I'm getting the impression that uh, maybe there's a deeper, uh, d- 
deeper issue with some of these folks that have uh, found their way into our country, largely unvetted and in an uncontrolled manner. And the government doesn't even know where these people are. Hmm. Don't you agree? Oh, they, they have no idea where they just sent them back set them free in the country. Give them a plane ticket and they go where they want. I was flying the other, the last time I was doing a business trip, these two kids under the age of 18 didn't have any parents with them at all. Looked like they were somewhere from Eurasia somewhere. You know, like the, uh, well, anyway, uh, they, they were getting on, they were going through security without any problems, no ID. Can you explain that to me? I, I would really like to have an answer to that one myself. I mean, I go to, I, I go to the pharmacy to buy some Sudafed and I got to give a driver's license. Yep. How can you, how can you get on a freaking plane without ID? Well, they, how, they were, how I, was I was watching it. Allowed? I was watching it. Oh, and they went through the TSA line too. You know, the pre-check line. They went through pre-check with uh, government no paperwork with no ID? No ID. Yep. Oh, that's fantastic. Remember how pre-check was done after 9-11? It was a way yes. to get through the, the line quicker, and now you're, now you're seeing a bunch of sh- horse shit. Well, oh. it's a relaxed security line because the people that are going through it are pre-cleared. That's what's supposed to happen. But don't give me any shit about these people were cleared by the government. That's why they had their paper. No, 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 no. They've got no identification. We don't really know who they are, do we? No. If there's no biometric record on file with them with Interpol or in their own country that we can identify with, like, fingerprints or DNA, we have no freaking clue who these people are. No. Now, President Trump, when he talks about what he would do as president, and a lot of people like this idea, and I I like it too, would would be if... When he gets into office, he starts rounding these people up and sending them home. Well, I think that that's probably appropriate. Well, do you remember a couple of years ago, Bravo, when I told you the story? I mean, it might have been last year. There were some kids in the school system down here that were just, they were, they were migrant kids, right? And the school system came through and they processed them and they, uh, vouched for them through the system and they had a social worker working with them and they somehow managed to get themselves registered with school. One was 21, one was uh, 24. That's right. I remember you telling me that. Do you remember that story? Yep. I think a girl got and they, and they And they raped a girl? Yep. In the school? Yeah. I remember that. We talked about that during the show one time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's still going on. The school systems are, are mainlining these kids into social services. Mm-hmm. And there's no and social, social services service. helping them do paperwork and get all sorts of benefits and freebies and, and the people that really the taxpayers. Yeah. And the people that are citizens here that really need it are not getting it because it's, there's only no. so much help that can go around. Well, think of it this way. How many of these kids that are coming up in the, in the law says if you're under a certain age, we have to educate you, right? That's right. That's what the law says. That's what the law says. And, and here they're making accommodations for migrants, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what happens when you all of a sudden introduce three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred, a thousand kids 
2,000, 3,000, 5,000 kids. It may be that many. Hard to tell. Could be many times more than that. Could be 20,000 kids in Montgomery County Public Schools. Mm. This is one of the largest school districts in the country. You could bury 25,000 kids here. You wouldn't even really notice it. No, but the classes suffer and the test scores go down. Well, well, wait a minute. None of these kids speak English. Hmm. None of these children have a basic education from where they're from. Mm -hmm. We don't have any records on these children. Talk about wanting, needing to be immunized. None of these kids have immunization records. None of these kids have any health records whatsoever. Nothing. And they're just letting them in. Consuming resources at a breakneck pace. Hmm. It's not good. How do we solve the problem? Well, we first have to get out and vote and get this president out of there. The so-called it's not just the president. And the Congress and the Senate. Got to change the whole gamut. Everyone's got to be taken out. Not literally, figuratively. This is a do-over, man. The whole the whole Congress has to be switched over. You know, everyone's got to be voted out. If you were king for a day, what would you do? Well, I you know. I thought about this because I was watching, you know, I like, you know, when I'm not, when we're not talking and stuff, I like to watch uh, some of the shows on Netflix and stuff. And I was watching the Lone Survivor series with Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, he plays. He plays a. Uh, he was a, he was the HUD secretary and considered the designated survivor during a State of the Union address. And you know how everyone's in the Congress and they're all sitting there, and it turns out. The, the capital in, on the show gets taken out, and everyone in that area is all killed. Except, yes. except, and he was the lone survivor, which then he became president. He was stashed yep. in the ever in the evergreen or something in in West Virginia or something, right? Like so that. far away that he's you know in, in continuity of government, blah blah blah. Okay, long story short, you go through the whole the whole show, and he leads. He he, as president has has morals and principles. Leads, he's an independent. He's actually a registered independent, so he's not a Republican, not a Democrat. He has some leanings that go towards a, a Democrat, and some leanings that went to Republic. You know, he's like a uh, economic conservative, and he was socially liberal, which is probably okay. what you would consider a moderate. You know, and we don't see the, the Democrats don't have any of those moderates anymore. Anyway, so the whole show I'm watching this, and I'm you know they. They had, of course, all the, all the wedge issues and all the other garbage, you know, the the woke nonsense. And but I'm watching this, and and he slowly gets consumed by the politics too. He's got to play politics to get anything passed. And and you watch this; it's a really good show. I I kind of like it because it really brings to light a lot of the issues. And if and if that were to be the case. And God, and that's terrible. I mean, just watching that show, I was, I was watching, I was like, holy cow, I can't believe that they were even playing this on TV. But it's, you know, fantasy land. Mm-hmm. But if you could, if you look at the, if you compare what, what, how that president 
is leading, but he's still trying to hold on to his core principles, and he has them. And you look at the real politicians, the real, the real so-called president, and the senators and the and the Congress members. Well, I I I hope that the next election in twenty twenty four in a year, shortly, you know, we're turning, we're going to hit twenty twenty four here, and I hope that a, a whole cleaning out of the what's what's there right now. And, and and putting people in that will stick to their principles and lead by and lead for fairness and look look to to work together. I think that would be the best way to well, go. Well, you're 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 an absolute idealist. Well, no, I'm an optimist in this case. You know, I well, I'm an optimist. So well, you ask, I'm, I'm a pessimist. Well, so. I get it, but you ask, what are we going to do? And if you look at the pessimistic way, well, things are going to suck and we can't do anything about it. I get it. No, I get it. I mean, what else are you going to do? Well, that was the question. Yeah. You know, well, if I, you were king, if you were king for the day, what would you do? Well, that's that's how I would want to be principled and fair, and try to make things better for everybody, and not be so selfish. So, and you're seeing a lot of yeah. Here's really quick, really quick. When I was when I was in, when I was running an ambulance service as a, as a you know, a pretty big ambulance volunteer and paid staff. And I was the chairman of the board and I was responsible for the finances and everything. I had to make, I had to make some pretty tough decisions when it came to, we, it took us 20 minutes to get an ambulance to a cardiac arrest. Is that acceptable in that, in that game plan? This is back in 2000, like the turn of the century, right? That's not acceptable. So I slowly began to understand that, the system needed to change. You know, if we're going to be taking money from a large town and getting funded and provide service that we're, you know, according to state rules, we had to meet certain regulations and standards, this was not acceptable. Now, the volunteers thought, well, that's the way it's been. It's okay. And the paid staff got treated like garbage because they weren't volunteers. So you had two factions in the same underneath the same roof. And I came through and I said, enough of this. It doesn't matter if you're paid or volunteer. We're here to do the job and we need to do it to the highest standard possible because our the towns are counting on us. We have two towns in the same district that we kind of work with. And over those four years I was able to what I what I consider modernize the system. And for a couple of years, it was really great. No one wanted to leave. We had all kinds of workers. We did lose some volunteers in the process. But overall, the service improved. Everyone wanted to work there. We had, no, we had low turnover. What does that tell you, low turnover? No one wants to leave because they like where they are. And as the paid staff got more and more power, they became more, well, it's not corrupted, but they, were, they wanted more of it and more control. And once someone came in, they took out, the current supervisor that was in charge and then they took over and then they started cleaning everyone out. So what I noticed through this whole process, alpha people just have this need to control everything and have ill, ill intent, I guess is the best way to put it. And until that changes, you're not going to see anything happen. 
doesn't matter on the local level, the state level. I don't know how to fix that problem. I, I, I don't know how to fix that problem. I can't, I can't change somebody's intent. Mm-hmm. I will say this. There was an ambulance service that I'm currently with now that uh, had uh, a friend of mine that is now running it asked me to come help him to help you know, secure funding and do everything else. But we had some, we had certain things we had to meet certain benchmarks. You know, we couldn't drop any calls. We had to be, we couldn't drop, you know, second or third calls. We had to get, and we got, we brought that same idea, the same idealism, as you mentioned into the, to the ambulance service I'm part of now. And we have so many volunteers. We have all the shifts are filled. Everyone. It's the same type of environment, except now it's a, Everyone's committed to the same goal of doing the best they can because we almost had the doors closed on us, you know, by the towns because we weren't meeting our obligation. And there were some people that wanted to see the place close. So what I'm saying is you have to, you have to rise above those, those people that have ill intent so that the job can get done. And that seems a little idealistic, and I, I will probably say yes. I'm an idealistic and I'm optimistic. If you do the right thing, everything works out in the end. So that same concept has to apply to the government currently right now. Well, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's yep. the problem. That I agree with you. That when is. you when you have when you have leadership, you know, changing. Look. Let, let's talk about how bureaucrats work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're there to execute the policy of the of the band leader, right? Yeah. Now, if you have somebody who's ideologically opposed to the band leader, it would be very easy for them to be resistant to the the beat of the drum mm-hmm. and to just go rogue and go do their thing and and hide behind their rule book and still not carry out the you know, the vision of the uh, band leader, so to speak. And when that happens, you have cancer. Mm. And you don't negotiate with it. Mm-hmm. Right? If I were king for a day, mm-hmm. you know, every policy that this clown in the White House has set forth over the past two years has basically just lit this country on fire, correct? That's correct. And the people uh, that are, are, are prosecuting these policies uh, from Mayorkas to Pete Buttigieg, Edge, Edge, and, and all of these wackos mm-hmm. that are out there, every mid-level bureaucrat in the government needs to be terminated mm-hmm. i mean off payroll yeah fired you're fired you're fired you're you're not a serious person you have to leave this isn't status quo this isn't the way it needs to you know that's right it, 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 the old guard and the old you know like everyone and it also comes down to this real quick those who have power and those who don't have power mm-hmm. and those who have power are drunk with it oh yeah absolutely you know they don't know when to, to walk away. When I was when I was chair of the first ambulance service that I was working with, and as now I'm more of an advisor. But I, I everything I got everything on a nice even path. I, I stepped down. I imposed my own term limit on myself. Yeah, 
I do that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't believe being in power for that long is good for the organization. No, it's not. And oh, you know, so that that would be that would be the the way that we we try to we. You have to set the example for yourself and live by that example. And then, well, well, it's you, contagious. you're 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 an optimist. You're an idealist. You're 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 a stand up guy. You always ninety nine point nine times out of a hundred, you're going to do the right thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the what you're saying is is people that hang around too long and and want power are generally speaking the people that you don't want to have it in the begin with. No, because they with. won't let go of it when they need to. That's right. These people have been in office in the same positions for how long? 50, 60 years. Look at Biden. He's been in government for 60 years, 50 years, yeah. some ridiculous amount of time. Made made quite a handsome living out of it, hasn't he? Sure has. And now he doesn't want to let go. And now the Democrats actually may come back to bite him, and I hope it does. If the Democrats, if, if Biden doesn't, let, doesn't sit back down and get out of the way, they're going to 25th Amendment, Amendment him. Well, this is, you know, look, and any, any, any other business operation in the face of the planet. And, and I don't know, well, you know, look, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a charge in, in the penal code in the state of New York. It's called enterprise corruption. Mm. It's pretty serious charge, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's a RICO violation basically uh, on the state level and it's got serious teeth. What these people have been doing in Washington, D.C., if Joe Biden is the example by which others had followed, mm. there's an awful lot of enterprise corruption in our government now, isn't there? Yes. Okay. So how do we fix it? Everyone's got to go. Yeah, I agree. That's just the bottom line. But that'll never happen, and we're just stuck and screwed. Mm. Sorry. Well, I know you're... I, I hate well, to burst I mean, you asked me what I would do. This is what I would do. Now, I think, I think what you're also talking about is real leadership. You need leaders oh, sure. who are committed to allowing people to grow and to, to contribute and to be valued in their yeah. job. And that's, that's not happening right now either. But no, because nobody in government, basically nobody in government is showing up to work. No, so there's either. really. There's very little, if any, incentive for these government bureaucrats to really even work on behalf of the people right now. Ever since COVID, a lot of these people have never shown, haven't shown up to the office in three years. No, they like being at home. They can get paid for doing nothing. Nothing. You know? they, yeah. they, they do nothing. They do absolutely nothing. I have friends who are bureaucrats with the government they've been on telework for the past couple of years i got a neighbor who sold this house here at the top of the market moved to a a, a place outside of pittsburgh pennsylvania uh he works for treasury department he telecommutes he never has to show to the office and i know what this guy makes and it's absolutely just disgusting okay and and okay fine you know but this is the public sector not the private sector right you want to do that shit? Go work for uh, Lockheed Martin and see how long that lasts for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's enterprise corruption. The entire government is just it it it's really as simple as as somebody who's been living on a senator's salary for fifty years, having multiple homes worth multi millions of dollars. How does that even happen? That's another story, yeah, isn't it? That's another one. 
So yeah, how about how about the documents, huh? How about those documents? I mean, you're talking about top secret stuff, you know, that unclassified information. And again, I think it goes back to the original concept. We have the information. We know something you don't. And, and when someone knows something that you don't, now think about it when we were kids. You know, you tell you tell someone, don't tell anyone else the secret, and you know something they don't. And and the empowerment that it, it gives to the person that knows something that you don't know. It just That's right. it drives me crazy. Anyway, something else I want to talk about, because you're talking about the people that are in power currently and the bureaucrats are in power and those who who don't want to give it up because absolute power corrupts absolutely, of course. Anyone notice the news right now, what's going on in China? Now they're talking about a pneumonia that's coming around. <laughs> Must be election season. It's election season, rabbit season, duck season. So here's, here's, what, here's what I found out. So China is starting the same old plan, the same old narrative, the same old BS that pneumonia is coming, pneumonia is coming. Okay, and this this is a, you know, I I haven't heard if it's a viral pneumonia or a, uh, we'll talk about pneumonia here in a second from a pathophysiology point of view real quick. But you know what the difference is now? Because they remember how we talked about how they're trying to, uh, they're, they're doing things differently because now that there's not a president in there that gives a crap like President Trump did, they're not stopping flights from China now. They keep coming from China into the United States. You think Biden's going to stop the flights from coming? No, of course not. He okay. can't. So he can't. He can't. How, how, how can he? How can he? Because he, uh, she won't let him. That's why. Well, because uh, he, uh, she, uh, he's in G's pocket, man. That's right. So the flights keep coming. And so this pneumonia, we'll talk about pneumonia in a second. Now the WHO is starting to start the spin, the World Health Organization, which we all of a sudden started funding again bunch of nudniks they don't they don't deserve to have any money coming from us and you have biden and on all the health department here we go the cdc again here comes the pneumonia here comes the pneumonia now from my understanding pneumonia is actually a complication of a virus and you may ask everyone may ask how do you know bravo what do you know about pneumonias well i've been treating it for long enough i can tell you patients develop pneumonia as a complication of the flu, a virus. It's usually, it's usually secondary to something. That's right. The, the let's let's think about it. a virus comes in like a head cold or the flu, and everyone's immune system is like on a one track mind. All they can do is concentrate on one thing at a time. When the virus starts attacking, it starts raising the body's temperature. It starts making the generalized immune response where you get a stuffy nose and achy pain. And, Achies, aching muscles, and you know everything hurts, and the body's busy doing what it does. As we get older, our immune system is not what it used to be. Of course, it's it's old. I get it. <laughs> so what happens is, as the body is busy fighting off this stuff, you know that we have we have bacteria on us and inside us, and I don't want to gross anyone out who's listening to us, but I have to. It's all over the place. But it, what it does is it has an opportunity to start infections like pneumonia. Isn't that called a super infection? Uh, it's it's a secondary infection. All right. So the bot it's an opportunistic. 
uh, it's an opportunity for bacteria to start something it shouldn't be doing. So urinary tract infections and pneumonias and sepsis. So I'm trying to understand how this pneumonia, did they drop something out of a lab again? And and now we're is just jumping. No, is it a novel pneumonia that just kind of shows up, a full-born pneumonia right off the bat? That's what I'm asking. I can't find any information out there about it, of course, because they're keeping quiet about it. But all of a sudden, you're starting to hear whispering of another pandemic coming. Here we go with another pandemic. So, everyone, keep your head on a swivel. Wash your hands. Do not start wearing masks. It doesn't help anyway. And check with your local health authorities. Whatever. Yeah, go see your doctor and see if he'll write you a prescription for something that'll treat bacterial pneumonia. Mm. Keep it on hand. Might not be a bad idea. That's right. Yeah, wait, wait for it, man. If that thing does hit and it's a bacterial ammonia and say, for instance, Cipro treats it, boy, the left will just demonize Cipro. You don't believe in science. Oh, that's right. Here you we know go. what I mean? No, no, that's not that. So just keep that in mind, everyone. I just, I thought that would be worthwhile talking about because I'm still trying to understand why they're coming up with an, oh, they want the election mail-in ballots, right? Yeah, they got to have their mail-in balloting. Yeah. Because they can't. Look, do you think do you think Biden can really win an election right now? Is there any way possible that he's going? I mean, he's he's so far down in the polls right now; it's ridiculous. Of course, he could win eighty-one million votes more than Barack Obama. Remember, everyone's got to get out and vote. Everyone's got to watch the polls. Everyone's got to make sure. Yeah. Look, I they, really, I really hope so. And I'm going to tell you what: everybody better get really, really good and motivated to go get to the polls. But you know, whatever. We got we got big problems right in front of our face. No one's really talking about what's going on in Israel right now at all. Boy, that dropped off the face of the map, didn't it? Sure did. Sure did. Have you heard anything? What do you know? I know that the Israelis have got Gaza City pretty well under control. They control the hospital. Other than that, there's not a whole lot coming out. I've I've put myself on almost a self imposed uh, news blackout for the past few days to try to catch a break from it, to be honest with you. But uh, I'm not hearing anything from my friends. I think everything's status quo. I think there were two batches of hostages released and the ordeals that these people went through were um, horrific to say the least. And they're um, going to be needing counseling for the rest of their lives. Well, for what that's worth. Right. Uh, back in our day, it was, you know, have a Coke, a smile and shut the fuck up. You'll be fine. Um, but uh, I don't know. It was just—it's—it's it's just all so horrific. Um, a lot of people are dying. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's—that's that's true. There's a ceasefire down though, for the next couple of days, and I don't necessarily know that that's a good or a bad thing. Well, I think we talked about it last time. If you have a ceasefire and they start up again, then you just know that they're nowhere to point the guns. But the, I think. The more important thing to to realize is the fact that the buildings are still standing, right? A lot of them. A lot of them aren't. No. We don't know which ones are and which ones aren't. Let's just say the ones that aren't were involved directly in touching something terroristic. Okay. And other than that, probably no. I'll get a full report from, uh, I've got a good buddy of mine who lives over, uh, uh, near the action over there, and he'll uh, 
I have I have reason to contact him tomorrow. So I'll I'll get some uh I'll get some information from All the right. IDF Let me tomorrow. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know. Other than that, it's a Sunday night. The work week is about to kick off after the uh long Thanksgiving weekend. Just wanted to put some content out. Thanks for joining us, everybody, and we hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Pretty mellow all around, I guess. Uh, well, yeah, leftover turkey's a lot better than the night of. Not. All right. Anyway, I, make sure I everyone. Love turkey. Yeah. I love leftover turkey sandwiches. <laughs> so make sure to make sure to visit us at our website, signal50.com. Check out where you can uh, like, share, and subscribe us. You know, we're on Rumble and we're all over the place. Uh, we got a Twitter account too. You can find our Twitter accounts over there. You can email us, do whatever you like. Uh, again, we'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen for protecting us 24-7, 365. I hope you had the best holiday you could possibly have. Be really careful. We're, we're praying for you. I don't think things are very safe right now. Our police, fire, and EMS to work with us every day out on the streets. Appreciate what you do. Stay safe. And again, you know, we're going into the holiday season. Happy holidays, everybody. Merry so Christmas. the next time, until the next time, Alpha and I have a conversation, which we'll all include you on, on. Let us know if you want to hear us talk about anything, because we're always looking for topics to talk about. Everyone have a great, great time out there. We'll see you next time. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.